Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Yeah, the 30-something movie podcast. Bam. How you doing, Pat? Doing well, John. So I got Pat Canigallo with me here, and uh, I am your host, John Reed. And we are on episode number 186. I got to get something squared away for 200, because I feel like that's going to come up really fast. It's it, it can tend to do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of some ideas. 186. 186. Yeah, 186. 186 miles an hour is the gentleman's agreement that the Japanese motorcycle companies had <coughs> for limiting their motorcycles' top speeds. Really? They, they There was a time. Now, that's since kind of changed. Okay. I think it works out to, like, some kind of, like, the, the, the amount makes more sense when you look at kilometers per hour. Okay. But I know that the Japanese motorcycle companies got I together. And there was, yeah, they all got together and they just said, you know what? 186 miles an hour. You don't want to go too faster than that. So we're okay. limiting the bikes. They can only do that. Huh. Street bikes. Now, okay. it, it was. And now I think that's since changed, but there was a time. And they'd have them electronically limited. Too that like you know you get out there and you crank on whatever the, whatever those road real fast bikes were, they'd get up and they'd get about 186 and then they'd be limited to that really? amount of speed. Yeah. Huh. That possibly has since changed. This might have been just you know. Okay. As as different things go, but I I don't know what made it that. However many kilometers an hour it is, what does okay. that make it? Uh, okay, I, I just looked something up really fast. I don't know if this is true or not. I haven't had time to vet it. Uh, the OEM Japanese manufacturers decided to limit the speed of any bike that could approach 200 miles per hour to 186 miles per hour. Yeah, that's it? Um, mainly... 185? 187? Yeah, Forget it, man. That's yeah. your danger zone. Mm. Danger zone. I feel like it's the Money Python skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then thou shalt count to five. Yes. Yes. Um, or three. One, two, five. Three, three sir. Three. three. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Mainly the reason was to keep the government from stepping in and setting horsepower limits. Yeah. Okay. So they did, I think they just stopped the train. They got it to the, the bikes were starting to get past that, so they just electronically limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, something here. Is 187, 300 kilometers per hour? That would make sense. Okay. Yeah, and then it's an even, that's like, that's an even number of, Okay. You know, yeah, it looks like it says here, um, uh, insurance companies were looking to drop sport bike coverage if manufacturers didn't stop the trend. Uh, 187 is an arbitrary compromise reach between insurance companies and manufacturers. Um, most, most riders have accidents below 70 miles per hour, therefore more riders die from accidents below 70 miles per hour. I don't know what the hell that means. Um... Well, the motorcycle podcast, I've got some opinions on Well, it. yeah, I mean, if we're going to do a motorcycle podcast. The 30-something motorcycle podcast. <laughs> Get hmm. Jeff in there for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's 300 kilometers per hour. It I, is. I haven't done the math, so. I, I believe that it is. Assuming. I believe that, I think 186, or maybe it's 187 okay. is right around there. But yeah, okay. so 186, that okay. number sticks in my head because that's 
Can't go faster than that. Six, six, six is good. Yes. Six is good. All right. Uh, well, we're not here to talk motorcycles. Were there any motorcycles in Red Heat? There was a motorcycle in um, Colors. Yeah. He steals a motorcycle he does, when he, he steals high, the bike. Uh, high top steals the bike to, and then crashes it through the restaurant. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, Red Heat. Were there any Red Heat? I don't, not that I recall. I haven't seen any. Okay. So this was a down movie for you. There's a bus chase though. There is a bus chase. That was pretty pretty cool. Oh boy. (laughs) All right. So this one, if you haven't figured it out yet, we are talking Red Heat. This is episode number 186 for us. We spoil the events of movies we talk about. So if you have not seen Red Heat yet, you may want to go see it and then come on back. And then leave us a review on iTunes. If you're listening and you like what you're hearing, leave us a review. Uh, Five stars. Add a sixth in the comments. Or, or review us twice, and that would be ten. Yep. And that would be yep. totally awesome. Yep. I don't know if you can do that. I think you well, can. You make it happen. Um, and then tell your friends, and then they can tell two friends, and, and they tell, tell two, two friends, friends, and, and so on, and, and so, so on. on. Uh, so I have with me Pat Canigallo. Hey. Uh, the rest of the guys still life, you know, sometimes life finds a way. Sometimes life gets in the way. That's, so, that's right. You know, the anti-Jurassic Park philosophy. Uh, so life is in the way for the rest of the guys, so they're not able to be here today, but, uh, Jeff definitely look forward to getting back in June. Yep. I think when I started telling him what the movies were in June, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm coming back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so hopefully we get some of those guys back pretty soon. Before we jump on in the movie, there was one thing that kind of happened a little while ago, but I wanted to, I didn't get much of a chance to talk to Jeff about it or to mm-hmm. any of you guys about it, so I'm just going to throw it out there, and this will be our one new movie news thing All for right. this time, and then we'll jump on into the movie. Um. A little while back, Steven Spielberg Mm -hmm. came out and said that he doesn't believe that anything that goes up on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or any of those streaming services, he doesn't believe that any of those movies should be eligible for Oscars. What? He he said, and, and a few people agree with him, he said that he believes for something to be eligible for an Oscar, it needs to be shown in a theater. Therefore, any movies... Oh, you any don't movies mean like should, after it comes out of the theater. No, I mean I mean anything that started on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or any of those, anything that's a movie that's released on those platforms, he okay. doesn't believe it should be eligible for an Oscar. Okay. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Because when I first saw that, I was like... Well, Steven Spielberg, I mean, he, he's not a dumb guy, so maybe he's got something to this. But then the more I thought of it, I thought, like, well, why? Why does it have to be... Why does it have to be in a movie theater for it to be, you know, if if Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, if, if those are the new way for some of the more independent people to get their stuff out there, then why... Yeah. If, if it's for the art, then why do we have to worry about where the art comes from or where the arts displayed unless he's just trying to maintain the idea of movie theater yeah going i mean that could, that could be part movies. of it too yeah like keeping um, that experience going and and most of the stuff like i don't know like see and that's where it gets into the other thing most of the stuff i see coming on those channels they're tv shows right which i've said like last week is you know sometimes they seem like mini movies or mm-hmm. you know like multi-part a movie right. split into multi multi-parts if that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Can you give awards like the Golden Globes and everything else like that? <coughs> no, I'm not sure. I mean, you, they can they can get yeah. Emmys or Oscars or... Not Tonys. That's mm-hmm. Broadway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah. well, so yeah. so maybe the idea is if it comes out on Netflix or Hulu, it's a TV show, so it mm-hmm. gets another cas- category of awards. Yeah. I don't know. So, 
there were there were a couple of examples here. I'm uh, pull up an article from yeah. Variety uh, magazine. And in this article, it says, so here's actually a quote from uh, Steven Spielberg. He was interviewed on ITV News. Okay. Um, and he was quoted as saying that he believes Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, those are television. They're not movies. Okay. So his argument is once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. Sure. Okay. You certainly, if it's a good show, deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. Yeah, there you go. I don't believe films that are just given token qualifications in a couple of theaters or less than a week should qualify for the Academy Award nomination. So. Yeah. Yeah. He explained it. I mean, that... He explained it. I, I still don't know that I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um... We just have to find the yeah. example that disproves the rule. Right. Well, they give a couple examples here. They say Netflix recently started gaining awards recognition for films like uh, Mudbound, which received a one-week theatrical release in New York and Los Angeles. Ava DuVernay's 13th, um, which did not release in theaters, was nominated for Best Documentary Feature at the 2016 Academy Award. Did you ever see that one, mm-hmm. 13th? That was a pretty good one. Um, you know, but a few other people, you know, there's a couple of... A couple of Netflix movies that were released at, like, the Cannes Film Festival and, and things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's... It's like so much... Things I had not thought about it before, yeah. but I my thought was... Initially, I looked at it, it was like, oh, well, Steven Spielberg, he's probably got a point. But then I re- the more I thought about it, I was like, well, who cares? Like, who, I, I, get, I get wanting to keep the movie theaters alive and, and to do that part of it, but I'm like... Why not? I mean, if it's if it's about the art, and somebody puts out good art, then yeah, why can we not? Do, do, why why can we not have that be eligible for the same award that? Do indie movies or things that go to the Cannes Film Film Film, film Festival mm-hmm. normally end up it's at the Oscars? And <laughs> end up at the Oscars? They can, yeah. Oh, well. that, and that was not a joke saying they can. Yeah, yeah, can right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just <clears throat> this is mm-hmm. one of those. <laughs> conversations that it, you know we either want to take it deep into the night and just mm-hmm. kind of keep discussing over and over right. or it's just kind of like whatever yeah. I, mean, I mean I don't want to no, th- no, diminish no, no, yeah. the thing but it's like I those would be follow up questions that would be interesting to ask well what about this mm-hmm. well, what about this yeah. are you more worried about why aren't you worried about the art mm-hmm. or are you worried about theaters or are you worried about you know as, as somebody who's gone a little bit further into the world of like movie production and things like that, you know, I'd be curious to know what Dennis yeah. thought about this. I mean, I think Dennis and, and Jeff too. I'd, I'd be curious to and know what kind of their thoughts would be on something like this because I I look at it and I go, oh, I don't I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. If it's a good movie, it should be up for an Academy Award. Yeah. But if there's other considerations, if there, I'm, and I'm sure there's other very political considerations that go into a lot of that stuff. I get and, so sick of politics with right. all that stuff. Politics in the Olympics. Politics in mm-hmm. the Academy Awards. Politics, And I'm not talking about Republican-Democrat mm-hmm. type stuff, right. but it's just like, enough. I just don't have time for that. Right. I just don't have time for the soap opera. Right. I don't have time for the drama. I don't, mm-hmm. which I'm not attributing to Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He could have just been right. making some comments and that's where, like I said, I would just, it would be interesting to see as these questions are posed mm-hmm. to him what, he's, what he says. But, you know, we have a lot of new media Right. mediums or whatever you would call it, you know, like when they were at Facebook in front of Congress and they were trying to define it. Right. Is Facebook like a something new? Is it a utility? Is it, uh, you know, they're trying to define like what this is and in some, take, to, some takes it's like, well, why do we have to define it? Well, we have to define it because we have, you have to know how that it needs to be possibly, you know, controlled, taxed, 
left alone, protected. Yeah. You know, we have to define a thing so that we can... And it just sounds like that with, you know, this. It's it's like, well, you know, how are we defining movies from, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. How are we defining movies? Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, because, I mean, this this year there was that, uh, that Mudbound movie... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released on Netflix, mm-hmm. so it was. I think that was the first time that you did have a streaming service movie that did get Oscar nominations. I yeah. think it got three or four yeah. Oscar nominations, and then you had um, um, you had a couple of movies that were released at the Cannes Film Festival, and they one of them either won an award or got nominated for the major award. Um, at the film festival, and I think part of this started because the Cannes Film Festival came out and said, no more. Like, we're not going to allow any Netflix movies to be up for our most prestigious awards here at the Cannes Film Festival. We feel like they need to be in theaters. Mm. So I, I do wonder if part of it is a political piece of we need to support, you know, the movie theaters who show our movies, we need to support them by saying... If you want to be up for an award, you got to be in a movie theater. And it could just be tradition in the best sense of Tevia. You know, I mean, it's just like, yeah, so. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's all I got for the new movie news stuff. So we'll jump on into Red Heat here. Um, Red Heat. Red Heat came out in uh, the 17th of June, 1988. was rated R. Runtime of one hour and 44 minutes. Director was Walter Hill, who did 48 Hours and Last Man Standing. Producer was Gordon Carroll, who died in 2005, did Cool Hand Luke in the Aliens movies. Uh, Walter Hill was also a producer. He did the Aliens movies and Tales from the Crypt. Writers for this one, also Walter Hill. He's doing everything here. Uh, Did story and screenplay. He also wrote for 48 Hours, Aliens, and Alien 3. Uh, Harry Kleiner did the screenplay. He died in 2007. Uh, also did the sc- screenplays for Bullet and Carmen Jones. Troy Kennedy Martin, who also did screenplay, died in 2009, did The Italian Job, the 1969 version, and Kelly's Heroes. Cinematography was done by Matthew F. Leonetti, who did Poltergeist, Commando, and Star Trek First Contact. Music by James Horner, who died in 2015. He did The Rocketeer, Star Trek II, and Braveheart. Budget was $29 million. Box office was $35 million. Uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Ivan Danko, uh, you're welcome. Uh, Terminator movies, Predator and Total Recall. Jim Belushi was Art Ridzik, who was in About Last Night and K9. Peter Boyle, who died in 2006, was Lou Donnelly. He was in Young Frankenstein, Taxi Driver, and Everybody Loves Raymond. Ed O. Ross played Victor Rostavili. He was in Lethal Weapon and Dick Tracy. Uh, Lawrence, or Larry Fishburne, as he was known at this point, played Lieutenant Stobbs. He was in Mr. Griver and the Matrix Trilogy. Uh, Gina Gershon was Kat Manzetti. She was in Face Off and Showgirls. Richard Bright, who died in 2006, was Sergeant Gallagher. He was in the Godfather trilogy and Once Upon a Time in America. Critical reception for this one, Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it a 62%. Uh, Vincent Canby of the New York Times said, Red Heat is a topically entertaining variation on the sort of action-adventure nonsense that plays best on television. And Roger Ebert gave it three stars and said, Red Heat is not the first movie about a couple of very different cops, and it will not be the last, but as the formula goes, this is a superior example. Audience rating for this one. Um, the audience on this one gave, on Rotten Tomatoes, gave it a 37%, so audience was quite a bit down from the critics, uh, who gave it a 62%. And then, But the audience who actually saw this in the theaters gave it a B, 
Uh, so the cinema score score was a B. So not too bad. No awards for this one. And this, uh, I'll just read the summary directly off of um, Wikipedia because it's really short. Captain Ivan Danko, you're welcome, of the Moscow Militia sets a trap for Victor Rostovili, a Georgian drug kingpin and crime lord. The ambush severely backfires. Victor flees the Soviet Union and comes to the U.S. after gunning down several other Moscow cops, including Danko's partner. Loudmouth Chicago Police Department Detective Sergeant Art Ridzik investigates several local murders committed by Victor's cartel. When Victor's arrested in Chicago, Danko is dispatched to escort him back to Moscow to face justice in the Soviet Union. Unexpectedly, Danko and Ridzik find themselves partnered together when Victor escapes custody, gunning down Ridzik's partner, Gallagher, in the process. Danko is frustrated when his lack of diplomatic license prohibits him from carrying a weapon. He shares his candid observations with Ridzik. This Chicago is a very strange city. Your crime is organized, but your police is not. Danko and Ridzik pursue Victor and his henchmen around Chicago. Finally, Danko and Victor commandeer a couple of Greyhound buses, then engage in a high-speed chase, which concludes with Victor's collision with a freight train. When Danko confronts him, Victor shoots at him, only to be gunned down. Danko returns to Moscow after exchanging wristwatches with Ridzik as an act of goodwill. Look, uh, just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? Vodka. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain. Danko, you're welcome. <laughs> hunting down his country's deadliest criminal. What did he do? He take a leak on a Kremlin wall or something? I need cooperation. Sure, whatever you say, Gumby. Now, he's about to team up. What do he say? He say, go and kiss your mother's behind. With the most unpredictable cop. How you doing, honey? Drop dead. Thank you. On the streets of Chicago. You look like Marvin Hagler to me. I lost money on Hagler. Got the Delisa. He's got his own kind of style. And body language is a beautiful thing, isn't it? He's got no style at all. Chicago cop never relinquishes his weapon. Here. Ridzik is a good cop. Police! And a total expert at fouling up. You did not make it, Victor. You kill a Chicago police officer, Chicago gets him first. I have my honor. With this much friction... I give up. This whole thing's very Russian. There's gotta be heat. I take care of this. Red heat. You know what we call this? Destroy chicken! But you're not supposed to play with boxes! <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Belushi, in a Walter Hill film. Nice work, Gumby. Thank you. I didn't mean that. I know. Red Heat. So a couple of quick background things on this one. Um, apparently the film crew applied for a permit to be able to film in Red Square in Moscow, but the application was denied, so they kind of snuck in. Uh, they put Arnold in the costume that he needed to be wearing, and they pretended as if they were filming like a family video. So they like just a couple guys with a camera were filming him. They're like, "Yeah, no, we're not making a movie here. Just uh, nothing to see here. Nothing folks. to see here. Nothing that's good. Nothing funny. to see yet. That, <laughs> yet. That's funny." Uh, Schwarzenegger spent three months learning to speak Russian. Jim Belushi spent two weeks working at a Chicago police district headquarters. 
Uh, the film is dedicated to its stunt coordinator, Benny E. Dobbins. Dobbins died of a heart attack on the set oh. while staging the film's snow fight scene in Ramsau, Austria. Although, you know what? I'm going to tell you what. If I was half naked and Put ended up in the snow, I would have died of a heart attack, too. I agree. That's a lot of shifting in temperatures. That's... There's a lot of lot of hot a lot of hot stuff going on inside the sauna. I don't even know what you call that. I don't know what was that's going a, on there. That's a weight room sauna thing. Uh, cult. Th I. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, John. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't know what that was. What you're saying, John, is mm -hmm. correct. Yeah, it's like I'm like the opposite of Kylo Ren in the Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Everything in that sentence was correct. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but anyway, the stunt coordinator died of a heart attack yeah. while filming that scene. Um, ba -ba -ba -bum -bum -bum. This part I thought was kind of interesting, and it it kind of shows how there's a different tone to this movie than some of the other 80s Schwarzenegger movies that we've watched so far. Walter Hill deliberately chose to tone down the Arnold Schwarzenegger persona, making him more realistic and less prone to wisecracks. Um, Walter Hill was quoted as saying, I had confidence in him as an actor. I didn't want him to just throw a Volkswagen over a building. Arnold has the ability to communicate that cuts through cultures and countries. They just love to see this guy win. But everybody thinks it's his muscles. It's not that at all. It's his face and his eyes. He has a face that's a throwback to a warrior from the Middle Ages or ancient Greece. I thought that was kind of interesting. I do. I Because yeah. it was. It was. Um, it was. It wasn't Commando. Right. It wasn't raw deal. Right. You know, there weren't, he didn't have the quippy one-liners that we're kind of used to seeing from 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. It was very much, you know, it wasn't Terminator serious, but there were still some funny moments, but it was kind of like more of a, more of a subtle funny. Yes. Now the problem is, this movie didn't do as well as some of his other movies and definitely didn't do as well as his other movie that came out this exact same year, which is Twins. Yeah. So this one and Twins came out the same year. So, if it didn't do as well, was it, I mean, was it because Arnold wasn't as funny I, you as know, he can sometimes be? Or how did you, I mean, was, was this the first time you've seen this movie? No, let's, I've seen Let's start before. with that. You've seen this one before. I've okay. seen this one before. This was the first time I'd seen this one. Okay. So, um, how does this one compare for you then with like, well, Commando? Yeah, not a fair comparison <laughs> that was like, a, yeah, whoa! Commando. Your reaction to Commando is like my reaction to finding out Ash versus Evil Dead is what it is. Right, right, Like, right. oh, man! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know what? This is this is this is fun fantasy, and mm -hmm. this is movies I remember. I didn't grow up with this movie. I mean, I think I saw it later. Maybe I caught it on WGN or something. I just remember parts where, and actually, I remember parts. I don't even know if I've even seen it all the way through, start to finish. I've seen different parts of it. It's a fun movie. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Mm -hmm. They're fun. You know, he's somehow he can emote that character mm -hmm. so well. And it is with a look and a facial expression and all that. And so, you know, I, I mean, he brings that character to life and it's entertaining to watch and it's fun. And that's what it is. The bad guys were bad guys. The good guys were the good guys. Cut and dry. There wasn't any, you know, much middle ground in between it. And, you know... I just I have fun watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It's this one's going to be an easy one for me to review. Why is it not as popular as the other ones? Well, I, you know, take a look at the sum total number of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies out there, and it's like people are going to pick and choose. I mean, unless you're the diehard fan, oh, a Schwarzenegger movie, mm -hmm. we've already seen all those. Let's go mm -hmm. see. Some. You know, he was in that mob one, right, where he played the undercover guy. Mm -hmm. Radio. Well, Radio, you yeah. mentioned it. And yeah. I, was that one as popular? Because I remember there were some in there that it was yeah. like, 
Mm, yeah, you know? not, not as much. So I think that that's kind of what you, I think that's kind of what you have with with this is there are just some that are more popular and some that are less popular. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the fans with the 37%, you know, I, I don't ever, you know, I don't know. They just didn't like it as much. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think you can necessarily point to the lack of one-liners and raw deal did not do well yeah that's I, what i remember i yeah. went back actually oddly enough it was episode number 101 okay so it was 85 episodes ago it was 85 that's cyberdyne how system many, how model many, cyberdyne system model 101 101 that's right um how many kilometers would 85 be i don't even 85 kilometers like 150 well 100 well 100 kilometers is 60 miles 62 mm-hmm. miles an hour yeah so 80, that would be maybe 40 miles. It was my understanding there would be no math yeah, I during the debates. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, this one did not do... I mean, Cinema Score got the same score mm-hmm. uh, audio, for Raw Deal. Um, I'm looking back at like the Rotten Tomatoes stuff. Audience gave it a 29%. Critics gave it a 25%. Yeah. So critics, I mean, Roger Ebert gave this one, the one we're talking about now, uh, Red Heat. Uh, Ebert gave it three stars. He liked it. Yeah. Ebert gave Raw Deal one and a half stars. Yeah. So uh, whatever. And and again, we're looking at one metric. <laughs> actually, and it's- actually, here was here was Ebert's quote for Raw Deal. In a way, it should all be so simple. We could type the screenplay ourselves wearing boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I could see that. This movie was fun. Mm-hmm. The the back and forth. That there was the the buddy cop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim uh, Belushi is great. Uh, you know, the the supporting characters were going to become, were either big name actors in their own right or going to become that way with Lawrence Fishburne, um, Gina Gershon. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it, I, I, it was... Face off. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun movie. I don't know, I don't know what else, I don't know what else to say. I, I enjoyed it and it was, it was fun watching those guys go back and forth and, mm. you know... Yeah, I'm just I'm just stopping and kind of getting lost in thought because this is what this is what I like about movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I like a whole range of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, action movies with motorcycles, love movies with motorcycles, yeah, horror movies with motor. I mean, yeah, anything but, with motorcycles. Yeah, no, but seriously, I like a wide range of movies. But these are the movies I, I cater to. They're fun. Yeah. You know, I don't care if there's one person in the theater or twenty people. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, this one it wasn't it, well in that that what I read from Wikipedia the the. Description of the movie itself, like the plot description, not very long. It's not a complicated movie. Hmm. It, catching the bad guy. He comes from Russia to catch the bad guy, and that that's all you need to know. Yeah. And then you've got the little quippy stuff back and forth. But, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like, well, and, and so then it makes sense that this is the same guy that directed 48 Hours. Uh-huh. You know. Oh, yeah. Another, another cop movie. And yeah. Then, you know, uh, you've got like the <sighs> Beverly Hills Cop. Kind of similar to that, but yeah, no, I, I mean, fun movie. There, I don't know that there's a whole lot to it necessarily. To it's like a vehicle to dive like, into it's and, a vehicle and talk to about. Let Jim Belushi be Jim Belushi, mm-hmm. and Arnold be Arnold, and, and yeah, I mean, he was kind of, Jim Belushi was the same kind of guy that he was in that other movie with um, uh, that guy where they fall in love. And about last night was that the, the one you didn't like? Yeah, the, it's the is Rob Lowe and the Super Ramacan or what do you call that thing? The uh, whatever the, the rom com romantic comedy yes yeah. Yeah, it was it, that was that one right yeah it was the about Sam last night was, was in it and he was a jerk yeah 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 okay yeah. yeah I mean Jim Belushi's kind of the same guy right I mean 
But he's what, kind of the same guy in everything he does. And why would you want it any different? It's <laughs> right. fun watching him on screen. Like, yeah. that's why you go see He's this. a little bit like his brother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and here we go. You know, it's following the formula. You know, the the um, the, the boss, the police commander that doesn't trust the guy. Mm-hmm. We got to, you take him right out of town. Mm-hmm. Cue the music. We're not going right out of town because we look at the watch. We only have mm-hmm. this many minutes mm-hmm. to solve the problem. And we can make that happen, by golly, by right. gosh. Something's going wrong. One of two things is going to solve the mm-hmm. problem, right? Sawing at the wheel and kicking the rear end of the car mm-hmm. out as you're going through it. Or two, flooring the gas pedal and just driving through stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to solve it in this movie. Right. So there you go. Right. The music. I mean, it was James Horner, yeah. which was cool. I like that he threw in the vocal techniques, mm-hmm. uh, the vocal treatments with that kind of had a, a little bit more of a kind of that that Russian male chorus mm-hmm. kind of sound. That was very cool. But again, even the chase, you know, you, you get that, like, kind of repeated drum like mm-hmm. You know, you have, like, mysterious kind of... Mm-hmm. You know, kind of melody going bit, on. A little bit of, like, a like a, a predator or a yeah, commando kind of... exactly. Well, it's just a yeah. repeated thing. And in this, you know, every once in a while, you get, like, a, an electronic flute sound, that... Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and so you got this music to build tension. They mm-hmm. look at the clock. We got this many time to kick butt, right? Yeah. At the very end, he's got the the, the forty four Magnum, which he makes a yeah. little quip about. You right. know, he trusts the Soviet whatever the mm-hmm. heck better. And you know, it's a six shotgun. He managed to get ten shots out of it right. into the guy at the end. I mean, and that's what's amazing about Arnold. <laughs> and and so there you go. And I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. really, really, guys, is that yeah. how? Well, oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ask too much of it. Right. Right. It's it's just fun. I you know. Yeah. Don't don't pour a bowl of popcorn and then ask for a five course <laughs> meal. Right. You know, if you want a five course meal, go get a four or five course meal. You want a bowl right. of popcorn? Have a bowl of popcorn. Yeah. I like both. Well, I like to eat a bowl of popcorn. So that's. I mean, I hate to break it down like no, that, no. but I mean, it's just it's just fun. Yeah. Or you don't like it, then just go watch something else. Right. Find a. Rubicon or something, whatever you call those other movies. But I, I, don't, I don't even know what you're trying to get at. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, and and you know, one other thing about this one is, I, I look at a movie like this, and sometimes I try to like I try to compare to the different Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Sure. And I'm like, you know what? I, do I like this one as much as I? Because like I said, this is the first time I've seen this one, and I was like, do I like this one as much as I do Commando? No. Do I like this one as much as I do Raw Deal? And then I was then I was trying to compare them. I was like, I don't know, because Raw Deal is definitely more serious. Mm-hmm. This one's kind of an in between. This one's got the funny moments. Most of the funny moments come from Jim Belushi, mm-hmm. but then I do still think that you've got a lot of funny moments with Arnold, where just because he's not saying as much, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the quippy one-liners, but it's the stuff like, "Oh, thanks a lot. You're welcome." Yeah. I didn't mean that. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just, he doesn't have to say much for it to be funny. And yeah. I think that's part of what he does well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I like this one. You know, it's... His movies aren't too heavy duty. No. I mean, there's violence. Right. Which, you know, you could argue on a social level, you know, is it right or wrong. But it's, mm-hmm. it's there's always kind of that, you know, wink, wink kind mm-hmm. of thing going on where he's just having fun. Right. Is the well, way he can play those characters, you know? and and interesting, interesting that they in 1988 that they would take the idea of having a a Russian cop that comes over to our country, and in a lot of ways he's superior to the American cops. Yeah. He's superior to him, and it's not like. And I think I read this in in one of the other reviews too, and I was like, I totally agree with that. Was he doesn't like it. He doesn't defect at the end. He's not like, oh yes, I will stay in America. And I would. Right. No, he goes back to Russia. 
like it's not, he, he's not looking at it going, oh yeah, America's a much better place. I should yeah. stay here. It's not that. It's I got the guy. I'm going back home. I like home better. Well, and, and I was like, well, that's kind of cool because at the time in our country, it would have been like, well, you, you have like the Rocky Four, and you're like, well, well again, you know, America versus Russia. It's America's better, and right. Well, yeah. You know? and, see, and I see that more of they're just kind of it's an interesting trend of like. You know, they're the mortal enemies. So, of course, they've mm -hmm. got, like, the super weapon. You mm -hmm. know, they've got the, the super soldier. Right. You know, they're the ones that are developing, you know, these... I mean, even, you know, they they even kind of do it in Avengers, right? I mean, they're right. building the super soldier. Right. I think that's kind of where it came from. There's, you know, you know, we want to have to fight Spectre. And mm -hmm. Spectre has these you know, specially trained guys. And they did that in James Bond. You know, there were the guys that, you know, were superhuman. So we want to fight Cobra. Okay, well, Cobra's got all this, you know, myriad of array of, uh, you know, super super villains that can come at you. Mm -hmm. It's the supervillain thing. You know, and they all belong to the same world. And I think that they, they kind of, in the 80s, it was easy to do that. They tag onto that with, um, you know, the Soviet Union was, oh, well, of course, they're coming up with, you know, these super soldiers, and of course they have that because do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you know, Rocky Four, they were training him and giving right. the they were creating this this you know super kind of guy, mm -hmm. you know that, and they will make him like the more serious, more stolid, more mm -hmm. stuffy kind of guy yeah. because you know they kind of are playing up the American images. Hey, right. come on, you know the American hang up, you know because the American kind of likes the cowboy, mm -hmm. likes the. Do you know what? Do you get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, I think those were the stereotypes that they were mm -hmm. playing up. The problem is when people believe that those stereotypes exist in real life, and then they try to solve well, the world yeah. problems by just saying they're all part of the same bag. Well, mm -hmm. whatever. But right. You know, and and sometimes that can be negative. Is is you know where they get into you know, America, rock and roll, sports, and all mm -hmm. this, and then, you know, the other countries have the. You know, whatever, and it, you know, the, what to denigrate, you know, classical music mm -hmm. or any kind of art music, or right. you look at art or refined, you know what I'm saying? Or, or Arnold looks at a porn movie and says capitalism. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so that becomes the image of mm -hmm. America. Right. Again, I don't think we should look too deep in a movie like this mm -hmm. for that, but I think at its core, this movie was. That's yeah, I, what, I wouldn't look too deep there. No. But that's what this movie. That's what this movie is playing up. It's playing up yeah. those stereotypes. The, 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 the crazy, wild American. Right. Right. And they taught, well, in Rising Sun, you know, suddenly you, they took a different example in that movie because Sean Connery was talking about the difference between, you know, Japan and America. And, mm -hmm. the, you know, he wants to play the wild American gangster. And yeah. it, it, it just, in that one scene. I'm sorry, I'm totally mm -hmm. jumping movies and no, giving yeah. away scenes. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, th I think a lot of that just played up our image at the time of what we thought was going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can do, you know, we can solve the, we can solve the problems with just, a, you know, yeah. a punch to the face or this or that. I mean. Delta Force. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, dun, That music is still Yeah, right yeah. Head. We did that one like two years ago. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Sleep tight, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's cute and I like yeah. it, but I think you got to look at it for, Mm -hmm. kind of what what it is yeah but i think yeah they they like to play that up it's yeah fun, fun so have you it's and and the director saying that he he intentionally wanted arnold to take on a little bit more of a serious role 
in this movie. Um, my next couple of questions for you, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball because I didn't give you these questions ahead of time. Have you seen no. a series? <clears throat> you don't even know what my question's going to be. Well, uh, not yet, oh, you but you told of, us about it. it, and I haven't seen it yet. The one with the daughter? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, that's going to be my answer. Okay. I have my answer. Sorry, did I cut to no, the chase? No, no, no. Have you seen what you'd consider to be a more serious Arnold Schwarzenegger role that you've liked? Or I guess a better question is, have you seen a more serious Arnold role? I, not, I, for most of the Arnold movies, I can't really think of one. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like most of his are still the, even if it's an action movie, it's still he's got the quippy one-liners, because yeah. that's what we know him for. It's go have fun yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I really, you know, I really, I really, I don't think I have. Okay. I'm just going to say that. So okay. you get into your uh, mine. Mine would be the Maggie movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that one. It was it was a different movie for him to be in, and yeah, it's, I think it was just a very different situation for him as a character and as an actor. Yeah. Um, was to be, if I'm remembering right, he was a farmer, and his daughter. There's been a zombie outbreak, and come to find out that his daughter's been infected. Um, I don't know if he was the sheriff. He might have been the sheriff at one point. I'm kind of forgetting the details of the movie, but. Um, but he's allowed to bring her back home, even though typically once somebody's infected, you you mm -hmm. do away with them so that nobody else gets infected. And he brings her back home, and then he kind of takes her and is on the run. And he's like, you know, I just I want I want to spend as much time as I can with her. I, we're not I'm not gonna let anybody take her. We're not doing this, you know. So it's a very very sad and very serious movie, and there's really not any humor in it at all. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of interesting to see him in a role like that because yeah. that's not how you're used to seeing his character. You're used yeah. to seeing him, you know, shoot the bad guy and then tell a one-line joke and yeah. move on and, you know, fire 20 more shots out of his gun that holds six bullets. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to ask you a really, really horrible question. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? If, if you only pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down there. Let me finish the question. <laughs> I got Commando. Yeah, I gotta okay. say, Commando. That movie just was. I mean, that that was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that movie. Uh -huh. I I'll go through all the other Schwarzenegger movies I've seen and found reasons to like them. Mm -hmm. And wow, this is cool and that's cool and the other. But Commando's mm -hmm. just a great mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, that's the one I would say. You go see if you want to see a Schwarzenegger movie. Mm -hmm. Go see Commando. If you want to just watch a movie and blow off some steam. Yeah, that yeah. just watch Commando. <laughs> I mean, it it had it all. Mm -hmm. It really had it all. So, anyways. Okay. All right. Well, that was you? easy. What that was easy. Question. Yeah. Sorry about that. What about you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been looking back over his list of movies, and I maybe maybe Terminator Two. Yeah, I was, was, was going to say for you, I was going to say Terminator Two because I know you. Yeah, because I, I mean, I really like Terminator movies. I maybe Terminator Two would be my favorite out of all of his. Yeah, I'm looking back over the list real quick. Probably, probably Terminator Two. Although Commando's up there. Yeah. Commando's definitely up there, and then Predator probably pr pretty close too. Uh, I know Jeff's favorite is Red Sonja. So easily you know, we got that. We got him absolute favorite um, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. is Red Sonja. So um, I did see. I looked real fast to see what he's got coming up. Um, he's going to be in Kung Fury too. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about Kung Fury. Talk about we talked about Cobra Kai last time. Talk oh. about half hour of fun. Oh, or was it like 45 minutes? How long was Kung Fury? Was oh, it like 45 hour. minutes, half hour? It was yeah. a half hour. Half hour. It's like 29 <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds. It <laughs> is. It is Kung mm -hmm. Fury is something to behold. So yeah, so he'll be in Kung Fury too. Good. Okay. Uh, he is uh, supposedly they are working on a sequel to Twins. 
Okay. And he, he it's listed in here on his IMDb page. I don't know if they're actually going to make it or not, called Triplets. I've heard, but... We, well, we, we, were, we were talking before yeah. about how in the 80s, they almost, they had talked about doing a Triplets, and I think like, one of the ideas was that um, Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. was going to be the third. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well... That would have been hilarious. That would have been fun. So I don't know what I don't know what this triplets is going to be, but it's just it's listed on his IMDb page. So well, all right, well maybe. we'll see. Um, got a new Legend of Conan movie coming out, so yeah. he will probably play. I don't know if he's going to play actual Conan or like old. Sometimes they have some stories that were like King Conan, where he's older. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he plays some other character. I don't know. He's listed yeah. as playing Conan. So. Yeah. Um, and then there's supposedly another Terminator movie coming out. Right, we so discussed that, he will, yeah. he will be in that one as the Terminator. Uh, don't know anything else about it, but uh, supposedly that's going on. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't, what, do we need to say anything else about Red Heat? I'm good. Fun movie? I, 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 that's, <laughs> no yeah. motorcycles, but fun movie. Yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. Bus chases? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi, and Gina Gershon. That's kind of all we need to say. There's the microphone yeah. dropping. And Lawrence Fishburne's in it, too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I, that's going to do it. I, it's a little bit of a shorter one, but I, f- I don't know what else you say about Red Heat. It's, it's just fun. It's not, it's not going to win any Oscars. Yeah. But it's a fun movie. Not every movie needs to. Not every movie needs to. That's correct. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our Red Heat episode. Um, if you want to listen, if you want to listen to any of our other episodes we've done, if you want to give us some feedback, if you want to call uh, and let us know what you liked about Red Heat, or if we were totally wrong and it's the worst movie of all time, and you'd like to share that with us, then we would love to hear it from you. I don't know if we'd love to hear it, but yeah, we take we'll, it. We'll, we'll do it anyway. We'll, we'll take everything. It's May fifteenth, man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Well, it's, not right. It's. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Wait. Way to way to ruin it. It's that May... we record this a week ahead of time. <laughs> Thanks a lot, there, Pat. It's May 23rd. May Solo 20... comes out in two days. Okay. It's May 23rd. Oh, Solo comes out in two days. Two days. Solo comes out in two days. <laughs> oh, I don't even know man. why I'm talking like this. <laughs> I'm gonna see Solo oh, in two days. Man. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Mm. Mm. The movie's not going to have a motorcycle in it. But the Mo- Millennium Falcon. Falcon is going to be brought to me young and unspoiled. That, that, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> yeah, moving on. Um, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, 30podcast.com. You can email us. You can. <laughs> Son of a. Okay. 30podcast.com. We're going gonna, gonna to get this done at some point. 30podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at 30podcast, Facebook, 30podcast. Uh, we are also on Instagram, and I'm sure there's some other social there's media things that we'll media. sign up for at some point, too. Um, we are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, iTunes, on the Podbean website. You can find us and subscribe there, and we are at 30podcast.com if you want to listen to us there. We've got a voicemail line that you can call in if you want to. Um, other than that, our next episode's coming up. We're going to finish off the month of May. It's our Cops and Aliens month. Um, we've got Maniac Cop, which I have not seen before, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. It's a Bruce Campbell movie. Yep. So, have you seen one? No. No? Okay. Uh, Maniac Cop coming up. I'm going to try to do a little mini episode on Deadpool 2, Mm. uh, which, let's see, at the time of this episode being released, I saw it yesterday. It was, I bet you can't wait to find out if it's awesome. It was outstanding. (laughs) When will then be now? It was going to be outstanding it was, tomorrow when I last saw it. It, it was right. It was it was going to be amazing. <laughs> it was going to have been amazing. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Time. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. 
All time kinds of is stuff. so elastic. I mm-hmm. envy us. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget the garbage can. Okay. <laughs> I heard about a Bill and Ted's. Oh, th- oh yeah. yeah, I heard Bill about that. Three, I did hear yeah. about that too. Yeah, I heard about that. that's mm-hmm. all. We'll, yeah. we'll keep it on track. That's all I heard. I haven't heard any details, but the only details I've heard, the only rumor I've heard, is that Bill and Ted are middle-aged. Mm-hmm. They have kids. They have a family, and they haven't quite written just that like amazing that's song okay. yet. Yeah, yeah. And somebody from the future shows up, and they're like, "Hey, the future depends on you writing this song. Let's that's, go." That's and, cool. And supposedly that's the that's the rumor right now that that's the premise I for the love movie. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I'm totally fine with that. All right. Um, without derailing us too much further, found a comic book when I was at the C2E2 comic mm-hmm. book show in Chicago. Um, they've done a continuation of the Bill and Ted stories through the comics. Good. And the one I picked up, and I cannot find the last issue. I got to go find it somewhere. Is uh, Bill and Ted Save the Universe? <laughs> cool. And it's like they have to like go out. They have to tour in space and do all kinds of crazy stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, our next episode, Maniac Cop, Deadpool Two, will be coming out. Alien Nation. Looking forward to that one. Solo. We're gonna at the time of this episode coming out. We're gonna two see Solo more two days. days. Two days. Two days. More. Um, there you go. Uh, and then coming up in June, so hopefully we'll have Jeff and some of the other guys back for the June episodes, mm-hmm. will be, so if you want to get ahead and listen and go watch some of these movies so you can listen along, uh, we're going to be doing The Great Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, coming to America. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes America. F you too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Have you okay. ever seen that one? I'm looking forward to that. Very like, weird yep, movie. Yep, Very weird. Yep. weird. Not as weird as a couple weeks ago. Okay. Those were super weird. Weirdest. But not, yeah. yeah, it's not a Dead Ringers week. Gotcha. So, uh, and Beetlejuice. Oh, fun. Beetlejuice. Be- Beetlejuice. Oh. Does the same person have to say it three times? No, it doesn't. Okay. That's just one. That's Good. two. Good. I, I, I didn't yeah. say Beetlejuice. Oh. Oh, no. I just did. All right. That's not cool. Okay. And anyway, I- before the ghost with the most comes back and, and gets me and drags me down into the underworld with him, sandworms, right? Yes. That's <laughs> right. Um... We will see you all next time. Go watch some good movies. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. Go watch some good movies. Be excellent to each other, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Solo in two days. Yeah!